Welcome to the Fly Chat Podcast, where we help local businesses grow from the comfort of a keyboard through empowering them, through news, through insights, and through interviews with employees of our company. We hope you enjoy the Fly Chat Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Fly Chat Podcast. We're so excited to chat with Lily George Mills this week. Lily is a campaign specialist at our Louisville office and has a pretty cool story of how she got to Flypaper. We hope that you enjoy our conversation with Lily. Without any further ado, here we go. All right, so this week we have Lily George on the podcast. Lily, we're so glad you get to join us here today. How's it going? It's good. I'm excited to be here. Glad to do this. Perfect. So let's just get right into it. What do you say? Sounds good to me. Let's go. All righty. So the first question I have for you is, how did you get to Flypaper? What brought you here? So this is a two-part type uh, answer to this. Uh, It is a two-part question, but this is a two-part answer in itself. Uh, What brought me to Louisville itself is my boyfriend. He was born and raised here in Louisville, and uh, we graduated from the University of Alabama in 2020. And obviously with the pandemic happening, um, things were a little bit uh, unknown. And uh, I accepted a job offer in Houston and he came home and started working here. And about uh, last August, I set, decided I was ready to maybe start looking for new jobs. And I came across Flypaper um, out of reference from a friend don't know how my friend had heard of Flypaper, but my friend was like, hey, have you seen this cool company? They're called Flypaper. Um, coincidentally, it's a friend who went to Arkansas, so kind of might explain something there. But um, I was like, oh, well, let me look at it. And I actually applied on the website like two or three times and never heard anything. And I waited and waited and I kind of gave up hope. Like I really gave up a lot of hope, to be honest. And then about uh, I think it was like January, February, um, Cassie reached out to me and it just, at that point, I also didn't know if I was actually going to be moving to Louisville. And I was like really itching to move to Louisville, but I had to get a job first. Like that was my only thing. I had to come with the job and I got the email from Cassie saying, um, you know, that we wanted to extend an offer to me and I was like, yep, this is it. It's happening finally. And I was on the website so many times, just, I don't know what it is about the website, but it just drew me in. I was like, man, that's like, that's the company I want to work for. Like you can tell just from the website that we're a company that cares about its people and we're fun and we all work well together and everybody plays their role. And I just saw that from the website and I thought that was so awesome. Yeah, you bet. And we're so glad that one, you're here. We're glad that you you didn't give up. We went through kind of the growth stage of that market it was about the time you applied. So we had one or two people on the team at a time. And so it seemed like the position was just always full. And so we're yeah. so glad that you you made it in the doors that you're here. And then as somebody on the marketing side of things, the fact that you love the website and it drew you in makes me feel really good. And if any of my bosses are listening to that, you know. You it heard works. It, it works. <laughs> so the next question I have for you is in your own words, describe what you do here at Flypaper. Uh, 
So what I do here um, at Flypaper on a day-to-day is I currently in the Louisville market oversee about um, 60 different accounts. Um, and each day is different in its own. Everybody has something that comes up, which is totally fine. Um, I manage their website. I'm not the one actually doing it. I'd be lost without McKenzie. McKenzie is my helper and steady rock, so to say, on a day-to-day. And same goes for um, Abby and Cassie. They've helped so much get me through the day-to-day with some stuff. Um, and the silly questions that I get asked by clients that I don't know the answer to. Um, but besides that, I also meet with our clients once a month to go over the reportings um, from the different services that they may ha- they might have with us, um, whether that's uh, just a website or if it's Google ads or um, precision targeted ads, geofencing, and um, social media ads. And we kind of walk through and talk about, you know, what's going on in their world, what's going on on our world on the digital side of things, um, the trends that are kind of appearing and not appearing, um, and then kind of what their expectations are and how they're wanting to grow, or maybe they're not wanting to grow because they can't handle any more than what they've already got. Um, it's kind of a flip of a coin every day um, with each client of what you're going to get. But that's really what I do on a day-to-day basis. Perfect. And yeah, definitely it kind of varies day-to-day. Um, it's never the the same thing twice. I mean, with clients. It literally is never the same thing twice, but that's okay. No, we always kind of, I always kind of joke with people when I, I was a campaign specialist that I would go from like an child early child education center to a funeral home within like a couple of hours of each other and I'm like that's just if that doesn't show you what a campaign specialist at flypaper deals with then I don't know what would uh yeah I definitely agree with that it could be well perfect example um torching alliance a steel torching company that we have here in the Louisville market I I don't know. I never knew what it was. I'd never heard of, you know, steel metal torching and the importance of it and stuff like that. But now I know. So there you go. There you go. All sorts of knowledge being gained. Um, So the next question I have for you is what is the best part about being a campaign specialist? The best part about being a campaign specialist is learning more about our clients and what our clients want for their business and seeing it come into fruition for them and growing that. Um, I mean, I've only been on since July, but one of our clients, you know, uh, they're a landscaping company, but they've also now started a um, Christmas slash holiday division of their landscaping company. And they had briefly talked to me about it during our first meeting. And here we are now in December and they've already, um, gone gone through I think pretty much all the big name neighborhoods here in Louisville and some small ones and done some you know uh, commercial properties as well and it's it's great to see that you know they said hey I think we're going to do it we've been debating this for a while we went to a convention for decorating over the summer and we're really thinking we're going to add this division to our business and they took the jump and we helped them make the jump and added it to their website and 
um, even ran we only ran one ad just because they got into the game late and that was their words because apparently you have to start advertising for Christmas decorating in July <laughs> so didn't know that yeah and I think that that's kind of it, you made a good point there and I kind of want to take a quick detour just for anybody who's listening to this that has a business that is the prime thing that that business owner just said of having to think a couple of months ahead of time and I think that's something that talking to campaign specialists in our company, that's a skill set that I think they oftentimes have to learn is you have to really be prepared like months in advance, because if you try to advertise whenever the busy season is, you're going to miss all the traffic you could have had and you're going to get it three months late and be like, oh, wait, I missed out on all of the December traffic because Mm -hmm. I started in late November, early December. Um, So thinking ahead is so important. So I think that's a, a really, really important thing. Yeah, staying above, staying ahead of the curve is always uh, tricky, but it's doable. Oh yeah, for sure. I try so, to help make it doable. Yeah, you betcha. So the next question I have for you is, what is your favorite thing about working at Flypaper? The sense of community that I get from um, everyone. It's not just from the Louisville office; it's from every office, and the ability to um, reach out to anyone with any kind of question and, you know, ask for their experience. If they've had an experience similar to one that I might be going through at the time or a client who might have the same mindset as a client I might have. Um, I've never been one um, in the past to have that other than uh, like with when I was in college and in my sorority. I mean, obviously um, I went to the University of Alabama. We had 500 members in my sorority. I had plenty of people and I loved that. And that was the best part. Um, the job I had prior to this, it was just me. So having that group of people really, really helps. Yeah, you betcha. And so the last question I have for you in this work section of our questions is what's your favorite thing about living in Louisville? Oh, gosh. Um if my mother hears this, she'll kill me. Um, I've actually really enjoyed uh, my new hobby of getting into horse racing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, I have actually really enjoyed being in a small city compared to Houston. Um, I was born and raised in Houston, lived there my whole life. Um, I never really actually wanted to go back to Houston um, after I graduated originally. I wanted to go literally anywhere elsewhere just to go do it and experience it. Um, Louisville's great. The people are great. The weather's awesome. I actually now know what um, a winter feels like in a fall. (laughs) Um, Not the humidity and um, swamp and mosquitoes of Houston. So that's the best part for me. Um, I think that the city of Louisville also has such huge potential to grow. And I think it's very um, evident that it is going to happen very soon and that they're taking that that jump into becoming a mid-sized city instead of a small city. Yeah, you betcha. And I've been to Louisville a couple of times. Love it there. Um, no shame if you're in big in the horse racing game. Um, as long as you give us all the all the good tips, you know. Hey, I, I cannot handicap. I just pick them by the name, which I, <laughs> I know is like the thing you're not supposed to do, but I pick them by the name and I pick them by the jockey. That part I have learned, so. There you go. That's You're learning. Before you know, you're going to know it all. 
All right, Lily. So we are done with the work-related questions, and we're going to transition into what I like to call the Fly Five. They're five rapid-fire fun questions that'll kind of give the listener just a little bit of an insight into what you're about, some of the things you're into, and we'll just help them kind of get to know you better. So you ready for that? Ready. All righty. So the first one I have is, what is your favorite meal? Give me the details. My favorite meal of all time would be a good steak dinner. doesn't matter. Um, cut. Uh, it does matter that the temperature, it must be medium rare. I, it has to be cooked medium rare and it, and it has to come with potatoes. Uh, it doesn't have to be a certain type of potato, but potatoes for sure. Uh, and a vegetable and a good glass of, uh, I'd say a Pinot Noir, maybe a cab if I'm feeling like I want to change it up from a Pinot Noir. There you go. That sounds like something that I would eat for dinner right now. So now I'm already hungry and it's only like two o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll get a steak for dinner. I, I, it's on the menu tonight at my house already. So <laughs> there you go. So you kind of already had steak on the, on the brain. I get it. Oh, Yes. Alrighty. So the second question I have for you is if you were to write a book about your life, what would the title be? The mishaps and happenings of my life. Okay. So now I'm going to have to dig a little bit. What would be like, what would this book be about? Um, so this book would just be, it probably most likely would be a memoir, so to say a memoir of, um, the last, I don't know, let's call it the last eight to 10 years of my life. I've had a lot of ups and downs. I've pushed a lot of boundaries that I never thought I would ever push in a good way. Um, and I think that I really discovered myself, but there were happenings and there were mishappenings. And each one of those events definitely helped change and form me into who I am now. Perfect. Well, it sounds like a book that I'll have to check out. So if you want to go ahead and just type that up over the weekend, we'll just, we'll just start reading now. Yeah. Let me get started. <laughs> <laughs> righty. So this next one has been controversial in the past when we asked this question, but what are the best ice cream toppings? Sprinkles, just sprinkles. That's it. Can't go wrong with rainbow sprinkles, not chocolate, rainbow sprinkles. Okay. So simple sprinkles. All right. So I will tell you just cause you said sprinkles in it. I have not eaten sprinkles in like probably 15 years. Um, reason oh being God. is growing up, I went to this, this buffet all the time in a, a town nearby where I grew up and my grandma would take me. And every time I'd go, I would like hit the ice cream bar and go a little over the top. I'd be like, Oh, I'm going to put everything on it. So one time I put so many sprinkles that my ice cream was just mostly sprinkles and kind of a little gross because of how many sprinkles were on it. And my parents were there that time and made me eat all of it. So I wouldn't be wasteful. And since then I have not eaten sprinkles like on anything, like back in like the cosmic brownie days, I would be like, Nope, sprinkles, not doing it. So sprinkles are kind of a sore subject for me, but I get it as a great ice cream topping. It is probably one of the most classic ones. So I think you're probably safe with that, with that choice. I am a sprinkle holic. Let's just put it that way. We, um, 
have a local ice cream chain up here called Grater's Ice Cream. And uh, in my kitchen cabinet, you will find four bags of unopened sprinkles because we go through a bag a week. So sprinkles are like the end all be all for me. There you go. Well, even though I have some scar tissue over sprinkles, I will completely accept your answer. So the next question I have for you is what is the one app on your phone you can't live without? Oh, goodness. I would have to say it is the Arlo app, the security camera app. Um, And the reason being is because, one, so I can check on my dog during the day while I'm at work. Um, Second of all is because I'm still connected to my parents' Arlo cameras in Houston. So I like to check on my parents' dogs. And um, I love to frequently scare my mom. Uh, from a distance. So that's the one app that I definitely cannot live without is the Arlo camera app. There you go. Sounds like, sounds like you've got that part figured out of checking on dogs and pulling some pranks. I feel like that is just the perfect use of home security cameras. It, it really is in theory. Let's be honest. They weren't actually made to uh, protect. They're there for scaring people. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So the last question of our fly five is if you have a day off in Louisville, what are you doing? What kind of things are you going to fill your day with? If I have a day off, I'm most definitely spending it uh, in the morning with Governor, my three-year-old Black Lab, and probably around the afternoon, definitely brunch or lunch somewhere. I am a slight foodie, um, like everyone else, apparently, at Flypaper, which I love. Um, And then in the evening, if it's my real true ideal day, um, I'm spending my evening at uh, probably Churchill Downs with my boyfriend, Daniel, and we're most likely having dinner and um, debating on sports or horse racing. (laughs) There there you go. That sounds like a pretty good day off. Um, I will, I will say that have not been to Churchill Downs yet, but every time I'm in Louisville, I'm like, man, I got to find a time to get out there. So if I ever go, I'll have to take your horse, your horse betting tips and also just know the best places to go and and to get dinner beforehand as well. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Next time you come up, we'll take it. Don't worry. Well, Lily, thank you so much for joining us on the Fly Chat podcast today. It's been an absolute joy having you on here, and we hope you'll come back and and do this again sometime. Of course, anytime. We hope you enjoyed hearing about Lily George's journey to Flypaper, along with some of the fun questions that she answered about some of her favorite things. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, and as always, if you have any questions about anything related to Flypaper, we hope that you'll reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. Until next time. Stay fly.